Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen, and my guest today is Philip Hecht, President and CEO of Housing Up in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Closer Look, Phil. Thank you, and I appreciate your having me. Housing Up has been around for about 30 years or so. How did it all begin? Housing Up began as a corporation called Transitional Housing Corporation, and it was started by a church. One church got a start, and then it was added to by a number of other churches in the Washington, D.C. area. So uh, we got started by Communities of Faith, and they have continued to support us for all of our 30 years. There's been a lot of growing and changing since then. Tell me about the need today. The need today is greater than it ever has been. Uh, The COVID emergency will probably exacerbate it even more, but the number of homeless families and individuals in Washington, D.C. continues to be a priority for the district government, and it's housing ups priority as well. So I would say that the need is much greater than it was 30 years ago. What's the housing philosophy of the work of Housing Up? We follow what is called the housing first principle. It didn't start in Washington. I believe it started in New York, but it essentially says that housing is a fundamental right for everyone and that until people are safely and adequately housed, they are not going to be able to adequately address their other concerns. So Housing First has very low barriers for individuals or families who are seeking to come out of shelter or to come off of the street. And there are no screening criteria that we use in order to qualify a family or an individual to live in our housing. When everyone has housing and is functioning in a strong way with their family, it's really good for the whole community, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think you have to start with the individual or the family and its own challenges or concerns. But what we try to do with the families and the individuals we house is to create an environment where they can have a strong, thriving community. Not only does Housing Up help people find housing, but you also develop housing as well, don't you? Yes, we are one of the few organizations, nonprofit entities in the District of Columbia that does both the service side and the development side. We have approximately 85 staff members now, most of whom are trained caseworkers with social work degrees, and they're the ones who meet with our families or our individual clients to uh, help them achieve their own objectives. But in 2005, we also started the development side of our business. So we have developed hundreds of units of affordable housing to date, and we have almost 500 units in the pipeline to be uh, built over the next three or four years. That's really exciting. Do you have any current statistics about housing and homelessness in D.C.? Well, the district, like other political entities, has a point-in-time survey that they conduct every year. Uh, So I know what the statistics are from the 2020 point-in-time survey, and numbers of homeless families have slightly decreased, whereas numbers of homeless individuals have increased over the last couple of years. The need for housing is greater than ever. 
because of gentrification and rising prices in the District of Columbia, many families who've lived for four and five generations in the district are unable to afford to live in the place that they've always lived, the neighborhood they've always lived in. And we, Housing Up, want to address that challenge. This is Closer Look. Thanks for joining us. I'm Becky Hansen here with Phil Hecht, president and CEO of Housing Up in D.C. Phil, you mentioned gentrification, and it's a term that I think people are probably familiar with in D.C., but would you explain it to us? Sure. Neighborhoods that have been established for many years, perhaps uh, with businesses and with single-family homes or uh, small apartment buildings, have increasingly been targeted by individuals who are moving to the city and who have more disposable income than the residents who have lived there their whole lives. So a young professional coming out of college or having just graduated from law school or business school coming to the District of Columbia can afford to pay more for housing and can offer more money to buy out certain businesses or certain housing facilities, whether they're apartments or single-family homes. And that's the, that's what gentrification means. It means pushing out long-standing residents of neighborhoods and having new people, some, some of whom are transient. They don't stay in the district for a long time, but they are able to afford to pay more for housing than the residents who've lived there for a long time. I would say it's a problem that affects other cities, but it is particularly rampant in the District of Columbia. It's for two reasons that we, we have the federal government headquartered in the district, so it is an attractive destination for people graduating from college or graduate school. And the number of families who have lived here for many generations, especially black and brown families and individuals, are increasingly challenged with income and with the benefits that are being cut by the government. You mentioned that the number of families without homes has gone down, but the number of individual homeless people has gone up. Why do you think that is? And is that good news? It's half good news. Any reduction in homelessness, I think, is welcomed by Housing Up and our social service peer providers and the district government. I think that the reason why family homelessness has gone down is the mayor of the district and her agencies focusing on housing have particularly looked at closing the existing shelters in the district. Uh, we not only had a old hospital, D.C. General Hospital, being used as a shelter for up to 300 families until last year, but we were also using motels and hotels in the district to house formerly homeless families. So I think the push by the district's mayor and her administration to close those shelters and to find families adequate housing is the reason why that number has declined. I should just add, it is not at the point where it needs to be. There are still hundreds of families who at any one time are living in shelter or on the street, but it is going in the right direction. With individuals, uh, those are sometimes harder to find housing for. They are harder to convince to either leave a shelter or come off of the street. And so uh, individual homelessness continues to be uh, 
uh, a significant problem. With all these years of service, Housing Up has helped thousands of families. Do you have a success story that you can share with us that kind of paints that picture? There was a person, her name is Ion Johnson. She has been featured in Housing Up's uh, programs and our social media over the years. But Ion lived in one of our affordable housing developments for a number of years when she did not have a job. She has had small children and she ultimately moved away from our affordable housing project and bought her own home. She has a case management job with the uh, Department of Human Services in the District of Columbia, and she has joined our board of directors. One of my efforts over the last four or five years has been to increase the diversity of our board, to add people who have lived experience, such as Ion Johnson has. We have another board member who currently lives in one of our affordable housing developments, and I think that is a critical piece of Housing Ups as an organization, understanding the work we do and improving it. That's a great story. That's putting the focus right where it needs to be. There are several programs I'd like to hear about uh, that you offer. Let's start with the Permanent Supportive Housing Program. Who is this program designed for? It is a program which offers intensive case management services housing, and other connections with providers, our permanent supportive housing families have to have a diagnosis of either a mental or a physical disability in order to qualify to get PSH, permanent supportive housing. The benefits that come with that include a voucher from the District of Columbia Housing Authority and also We have a contract with the city, which allows our case managers to provide these intensive case management services. And so the family can live in our units or other landlords' units, knowing that they have long-term, even permanent support from the city for their housing and for their case management needs. Thank you for spending part of this Sunday evening with us. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Phil Hecht, president and CEO of Housing Up in Washington, D.C. You're going to find them online at housingup.org. They're also on Facebook or reach them by phone at 202-291-5535. Phil, rapid rehousing for the homeless is incredibly important for obvious reasons. What services do you provide after housing has been achieved in the rapid rehousing program? We provide case management services just as we do for permanent supportive housing to our rapid rehousing families. The difference, of course, is that the rapid rehousing families are supposed to move on to permanent housing within 12 months to 18 months of the time they enter. So we try to connect them with other service providers with benefits that they may not have applied for or that, be, that they're eligible for, doctors, employment opportunities, and such as that. So our case managers meet with the rapid rehousing clients uh, at least four times a month, often more, more than that, in order to address their needs. 
That case management team is kind of a triage, isn't it? Because they, they go through all of the programs and working with these families and individuals. Yes. Our case managers are usually specified. We specify what our case managers are meant to focus on. So approximately half of our case managers focus on rapid rehousing and half of our case managers focus on permanent supportive housing. The level of work for both of those groups is about the same, but we have fewer permanent supportive housing clients than we do rapid rehousing clients, just because from the city's perspective, permanent supportive housing is a much more expensive approach to housing formerly homeless families than is rapid rehousing. The transitional housing program, I think, was the anchor of how this all began, but it's going undergoing some changes now, isn't it? Yes. Back when we started Housing Up or Transitional Housing Corporation in 1990, transitional housing was the, the best approach that the Housing and Urban Development uh, Agency had adopted, and that is what most agencies like Housing Up did. 25 years ago. Uh, It has lost favor with HUD and it is no longer funded in most cases by HUD like it was before. Instead, the city and HUD have gone to rapid rehousing and to permanent supportive housing as longer term solutions to homelessness for families and individuals. So we have one small transitional housing program left, we may convert that to permanent supportive housing in the future. But I have to say at the same time that the city has just given us a contract to provide transitional housing to youth aged 18 to 24, where they can stay up to 24 months in our location, in the apartments that we have provided for them. But the intent is between the time they arrive and the time they leave, they will be uh, enabled to find permanent housing, employment, or educational opportunities. The Family Success Program, uh, I read on the website, is designed to enable homeless and at-risk families to end the cycle of generational poverty and to prevent homelessness through self-sufficiency. How is that done in that program? That has been um, a program which has targeted usually the children, the uh, high school age, college age children of our permanent supportive housing families. And we try to give them educational opportunities. They have won in four cases, I believe, scholarships to attend universities. We have asked them to if they have not completed their GED or their high school years, to complete their high school years. And so it's it's mainly an educational initiative, but it also has a large component of providing employment opportunities and employment training for individuals who may not have had the opportunities or or have not even realized that they were eligible for certain jobs. So the two components that we have engaged in for the Family Success Program are education and employment. How do you believe Housing Up is most effective in Washington, D.C.? Well, 30 years of providing 
services to formerly homeless families and now individuals, I think is a record that speaks for itself. We have grown from an organization that started with one building, 13 units, to an organization that now provides housing and services to approximately 750 households. So it, there's that growth uh, that we can just objectively talk about, but we are also a very important voice among our peer providers with the city and with uh, an organization called the Coalition for Nonprofit Housing and Economic Development. We are recognized as an important voice for advocacy with the city council and with the mayor. We are recognized as a experienced voice with expertise on our case management. And we are always seeking to add more development of affordable housing. How do you find the families that you help? Our contracts with the city have required us to get referrals from the city agencies, typically the Department of Human Services, who have lists of homeless or formerly homeless individuals and families typically living in shelter. And the uh, Department of Human Services will give us a referral of a particular family or an individual. We will then work with that family to find appropriate housing, whether it's in, in buildings owned and operated by Housing Up or by other landlords. That would be the first step. And then we are required by our contracts with the city to provide case management to those families. So we do not go out and select or choose which families we think are the ones that we want to work with. We are uh, referred to families by the city. Phil, how has COVID-19 and the pandemic affected the work that you do? Well, we have managed, I think, to survive, certainly as an organization. We have managed, I believe, quite well to maintain the contacts that we have with our families, and with our individual clients. Our case managers have continued to work, albeit remotely, and to contact our clients remotely instead of in person. So I think that while we do not gather together physically, I look forward to the time when we can do that, but we have gone entirely remotely. We have Zoom calls for our case management teams and for all of our staff. We do have an office that I have occasionally gone back to, but I would say that the COVID environment has not affected our staff nearly as badly as it has affected our clients. As we all know, COVID has disproportionately affected negatively our black and brown population. And the people in the District of Columbia who we work with have been particularly affected. So I think that organizationally, we've been fine, uh, but we are very aware of the needs of our clients and the way in which COVID has affected them. As we're winding down the interview today, how is Housing Up funded? Well, we've gone from a very small uh, organization 30 years ago with no full-time employees to a very robust organization with 85 employees with nine different contracts, and as you and I have already spoken, about five different programs that we run. So we get a lot of our money for our case management services from the city. We get 
money to run our buildings, in some cases from HUD. But a very significant component of our annual budget consists of our charitable donations and our fundraising. So it is a challenge every year to continue to keep the lights on, but we are in a relatively strong position in 2020. I believe that as 2021 comes along and COVID maybe recedes from memory, that's when the challenge will come for fundraising, because I think there'll be some fatigue uh, experienced by our donors at that point. How else can the community help? Do you need volunteers? We have volunteers that uh, are probably less uh, active right now, given COVID, than they have been in the past. But we ask people to provide tutoring to our families and especially to our children. We have uh, other volunteer opportunities serving on the board of directors. We have an advisory council of of people who may not want to have that time commitment. But uh, as we get out of the COVID emergency, there'll be plenty of opportunities for volunteers to get involved. Phil, our time together today has just flown by. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I'd like to thank you, first of all, for allowing me to come on. I am just one cog in a very large wheel. Housing up is one element in the District of Columbia's overall effort to end homelessness. And I think my my last word is we all need to do this, stick together and work together so that one day we can say that homelessness has been solved. I'd like to thank my guest, Phil Hecht, President and CEO of Housing Up in Washington, D.C. For more information on Housing Up, you can also email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.